Welcome to the Crossing Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. The Crossing Church exists to see every person restored to God and to the life He created them to live. And we want to walk through this journey with you. If you need help or if you need prayer of any kind, you can text the keyword, I need help to 31996. Or if you give your life to the Lord, we would love to know. You can text the keyword, I said yes, to that same number, 31996. Someone from our care team will reach out to see how we can walk through life with you. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Enjoy the message. Man, it's good to be back. I told y'all a couple weeks ago that I missed y'all, and then Pastor Randy goes on vacation, so I'm back. So... Thanks, Pastor Randy. Hey, while we're here, I want to look into the camera and honor our senior pastor. He's been due for some rest for a while, so if you love your pastor, hey, can you honor him as he's watching us? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And I want to give special honor to our worship team. Man, we've had some technical difficulties throughout really this, this month, but man, they've loved Jesus through it, and they've given us excellent worship even in the middle of that. And so, hey, they're, they're in the back listening. Hey, can you honor them just really quickly? Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, I just want to get every parent really on board with what I'm about to say. Um, at the end of this month, we were due to have our kids' conference called Summer uh, Blast. And uh, because of the uptick in the COVID-19 deal around here, uh, we're actually going to have the conference online. So the whole thing is going to be online. And so this is how that's going to look. So we've made a parent guide and really like a conference kit. And the theme this year is called Unstuck. So how to, how to be unstuck while you're stuck at home, right? Creative, I know. Um, but we've made these, these, these parent kits. And here's the deal. To get a kit, you have to register out in the lobby. Miss Chamberlain is actually going to be out there. And you can register every Sunday leading up. And so there's only two more Sundays after this one. And every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday in the student building, or sorry, in the kids building from 9 to 3 uh, leading up to it. The date is July 27th, 28th, and 29th. And so if you have a child from about, what, 5 to 5th grade, man, this applies to you. And if you have a friend that wants to do this with their child as well, or if y'all want to do it together, man, they're more than welcome to grab a kit, but you must register so we know how many kits to make. And so starting today, if you would like to participate in that, meet Chamberlain, who's our kids director and doing a great job, by the way. It's good to see you back there. Um, go and find her and she'll register you and your child. And it's going to be a great time. We're going to make it work. All right. All right. So um, as we kick off summer at the crossing, um, the summer has really turned into a time for me uh, to grow. And just like New Year's, that's kind of my second go around and really sometimes second attempt at New Year's resolutions. And so summer free is like part two. It's like during New Year's is like lose 25 pounds. And so now I have like 30 pounds to go. So now I'm like, all right, start over again. And so this is kind of what the summer has turned in for me. And so today I really just want to share something that I'm trying to grow in, get better at. And so I'm going to invite you into this process with me. We good? We all look a little like, oh man, I'm tired. All right, that's cool. Summer's time to rest. Praise God. I'm going to start in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, and I'm reading out of the New King James Version. And if you're watching online, you can go ahead and grab your Bible, grab your Version Bible app. And if you don't have it, you can just look on the screen. This is Paul. It says, Therefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. 
For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing. One version that I love more says without grumbling. You ever met a grumbler? Verse 15, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Yes, if I'm being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. Just for a little bit of perspective, Paul's actually writing this letter to the church at Philippi in prison. So he's telling the Christian church, and he uses this term, and I love it. He says, shine as lights. So what he's trying to say to you and to I is what a Christian is supposed to look like is a light. It's supposed to be distinct. It's supposed to be different. And so to better illustrate that, imagine with me just for a moment that the room is completely dark. Just keep imagining. Imagine away. We wouldn't actually do that for safety reasons, of course, but that the room is completely dark dark and if you've ever watched a scary movie sometimes this is the the plot right it's just really really dark you know but Paul is saying and I want you to imagine with me just a moment where you've had where maybe you've woke you've woke up in the middle of the night and it's completely dark and you can't see or maybe you've been at a cabin in the woods or something and maybe you can't see where you're going and Paul is saying in the middle of a crooked and dark world this is the goal now think of the importance of something like this in a dark room, right? There's, there's comfort, there's peace, it's important, and in fact, it's necessary to see where you're going. It can serve as a warning, but I think more importantly, it can serve as a guide to get you home. And I'll picture more lights beginning to turn on, and what begins to happen there is the atmosphere begins to change. The room begins to change, Where you're at and what the world looks like begins to change. The culture begins to change. And Paul says this is what the Christian church is supposed to look like. Lights in the world. And so what I want to do is this would actually be the easiest segue to be like, now let's take a list of churches and tell them that they need to be a light and pick it up, right? But if you've read the New Testament at all, you'll find that the church isn't often seen as a building. It's not necessarily this. It's you. It's me. We are the church. And in the middle of the season we're in as a country, it's so important that we stand out, that we light up, that we're distinct, that we don't look like everybody else because the world needs a light. And so the question is, what do we do? How do we do that? And so what I want to do, and this is going to be simple, it's going to be sweet, But I just want to break down three different things that I found for me as I'm growing this summer. Three things that I want to work on this summer as it relates to being a light. Number one is keep growing. I want to keep getting better. I want want to get, as Pastor Randy says, just get a little bit better every day. Man, I'm going to grow in something. Notice what Paul says. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's encouraging, and it? It's like, oh, be afraid and tremble, you know, the gospel. 
And if you read that verse through that lens and that's all you read, you'll be like, okay, so I do have to work for my salvation. I thought this grace and this Jesus thing kind of saved me from having to be strict and be on code and be in the rules and all this stuff. So what's very important is that we understand at the beginning of verse 12, it says, now therefore, okay? So in light of what Jesus has done, now work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And that term work out is actually a mining term if you look back at the original language. And it was used for miners um, as they would dig. The term was used to, as they dig, they were to find, they were to unwrap something that was better and was beautiful. And so this is the point of Christianity, right? Is that one that we know God, but we have a mission statement at the church and it doesn't stop with no God. And so what Paul's saying, now that you know God, begin to unwrap. Begin to see that there's more. Begin to know God so that you may, what we say, find freedom. That's an unwrapping, that you may discover purpose. And the last is that you may make a difference. And so Paul is using this term of, hey, church in Philippians, you stopped at knowing God. I mean, that's the best place to start. But man, there's more to God than you've currently seen. There's more than you know. But man, it starts with us beginning to unwrap and beginning to find what it is we are supposed to do next. And he says that, but, it, but that verse ends with why, and it says it's for his good pleasure. And if you read the Bible for more than five minutes in the New Testament, you'll find that he really pleasures and he delights in you. He loves me. He loves you. He delights in people. And if you remember when the disciples came to Jesus, and this is kind of the Dallas Harvey version, but he says, Will you sum up the New Testament for us, Jesus? And he says essentially this, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And if you're anything like me, loving God's actually the easier one, okay? People, right? That's the hard one. And so something that I'm growing in and constantly growing in is how am I doing in the loving people category? Am I getting better? Because God calls us as Christians not to, hmm, it's them and us. No, but to love. In light of what he's done, love your neighbor as yourself. And uh, I want to admit something kind of with all cards on the table. Um, one of my strengths in life is words. Like, I have a lot to grow in. I'm still getting better. But from a young age, I was always pretty good at putting words together, at creating stuff like this, and I'm, I'm okay at it. I have a long way to go. So I'm not like, I've arrived. You're welcome. No. And here's the deal. Growing up, I learned this from a probably younger age. It's also my weakness. I'm good at words. I can throw a dagger. The nicest way someone has told me this is, Dallas, you're tactfully blunt. Okay? But I'm growing. About two years ago now, um, I was at a restaurant, and I was on a double date. Jamie was my girlfriend at the time, and we went out to eat with some friends. And if you've ever worked in food and beverage, uh, you pretty much automatically judge everyone that's serving you, right? You're like, you should do it this way. You should ask for my drinks. You, you know, you should, and your tip depends on it, right? I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying BC days, right? Um, But we're here, and... We sit down, and in my mind, I know the first thing you are to do is say, hey, welcome to so-and-so restaurant. What would you like to drink? And this waitress shows up, and she goes, oh, my gosh, are y'all on a double date? Man, my boyfriend's a deadbeat. Man, he doesn't take me anywhere. Y'all are so lucky. Wait, so do y'all still like each other? This is, 
Man, my boy, I don't even know if he likes me anymore. It's crazy. We've, we've been dating for like eight years and he's still a deadbeat. I'm just like, get a, get a job. And it's like, she's just like unloading. And I thought I was doing a kind thing. And this is, and you're gonna be like, that's so mean. My heart, I, I'm telling you, it was 100% pure. It's not gonna sound like it. But I spoke on behalf of the table. So like, I'm a leader, you know? I said, we'll take water, okay? And she paused and goes, well, that'll be a reflection of the tip because this happens all the time. And kind of, and she goes to get our water. If you know Jamie, and this is what I tell people, Jamie's nice enough for the both of us, okay? <laughs> Jamie gives me this dagger look, and I hadn't seen it much when we were dating. I see it a little more now. Um, <laughs> love you. Um, but she gave me this look like, how could you? And I was like, you're welcome. You know, I was like, what do you mean? And I remember, it didn't even really land on me that, that I did something mean or kind of blunt or I was too like, you're welcome that I'm helping you do your job. I mean, like, my, like it, was, it was just wrong. And the conviction honestly didn't even really hit me until I knew that this lady was watching me pray over our meal. All right? I was blunt. I was kind of hangry, I guess. I mean, I don't know. But I said, we'll have our waters now, thanks. And then the same guy that said that is now praying over the meal with our friends. And I haven't always been good at words, um, but I've been fairly disciplined in getting into my Bible and getting into a quiet time with the Lord. And it didn't take me very long the next day to realize that Jesus didn't talk to people like that. And it was convicting and as I was thinking about this part of the sermon, I thought, man, we should go through some good tactics. You know, it's like, all we need is more good tactics so people know that we're a light and that we can shine. And it's because we've crafted our language and know the right things to say. And what I've learned about good tactics, and there's nothing wrong with them, but we have a bunch of weeds in my yard, right? We're in like a newer neighborhood. And so like they built it in like the middle of a swamp, I guess, but there's weeds everywhere. And we have weed day once a week, Pulling weeds. Sorry, I gotta clarify that. But <laughs> we pull weeds once a week. And he, and if you've ever pulled weeds, you know if you just cut off the the top, it looks good for a few days. But then if you let it go, man, they start finding friends and they create like a community. And they're just like, we're we're here to stay. You know, what I mean, like. But if you ever read up or if you ever pull weeds, you know the only way to truly get them out is to pull from the root. And so I thought about good tactics, but I think what I needed and what we need sometimes is heart transformation, genuine heart change. And Luke 6 speaks to this, and it says this, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil one brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. It's not just tactics. It's heart change. And during this season, and really during the past two years, and really something I have to pray every day, because if, if I'm having a bad day, my tendency is to get really blunt. I'm like, no, yes. It's just like, like, why waste a word, you know? But something that I have to pray often that I'd encourage all of us to pray is simply this, God, soften my heart. God, soften my heart. Help me see people the way that you see them. Help me love like you love. 
Man, the only way, in my opinion, to make true impact, to be a true light of the world in this world, isn't good tactics and good one-liners, and there's nothing wrong with that. But without genuine heart transformation, I don't think anything changes. Shine bright. Shine bright. The second thing I think is this. Put on joy. Put on joy. I love that verse who says, hey, Christian, do all things without complaining or disputing. And like I told you, my favorite version of disputing is actually grumbling. It says, do all things without complaining or grumbling. And notice that he doesn't say, hey, to be a light in the world, to shine bright as a good church, give money to the poor. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say serve more. He didn't say do this, do that, give more. No, he said, don't be a cry cry, right? Don't be whiny. Don't, uh, right? And I was thinking about this because I was like, well, there's no way that I'm that. Like, I don't complain. And as soon as I had that thought, I actually went back to when I was in college, there was a class that I actually kind of liked. And I remember the person next to me goes, man, I hate this class. And I don't know why I did this. was like, yeah, me too. You know, it's just like, it's just in our language sometimes. And I found a study that says 40% of all human conversation is complaining. We do it in church. It's too hot in here. It's too cold in here. They took the pews out of the church. They got that rock band on the stage. You know, it's just like, it's like the things we say. We just complain. And Paul doesn't say, hey, give more money to the poor. Man, people are going to be so attracted to that light. No, he says, be a little positive. Don't be a cry cry. And, and we're not mad. And like, and like, y'all are going to need to give me the benefit of the doubt too, because it's really hard to talk about this without being like, are you complaining about the complainers? It's like, well, I mean, yeah, sort of. And so, <laughs> but complaining is probably the easiest one to spot, right? Grumbling. What is grumbling? Grumbling is way more so the tone behind what you say, right? It's not necessarily like the word of like, oh, it's too hot in here. The lights are shining in my eyes. Ouch. It's not that. No, it's the tone. When I was a new youth pastor, in fact, I was actually an intern before I was the youth pastor. Um, we had these meetings, and we just needed a fresh start. And so I was like, man, we're going to have these meetings, and we're going to get around a table, and we're going to dream, and nothing is off the table. We're not going to think about budget. We're not even going to think about how. We just need to practice thinking bigger. And so we had this team meeting, and man, we're excited, and I even set it up that way. I said, hey, we're not going to complain. We're not going to say if or how. Man, we're just going to dream. And for some people, that's amazing. For some people, that's really hard. I had a grumbler in the group, right? The dream stayed, and he did not, okay? But how it went was is, all right, begin to talk, and we talked about city group and how we can have worship in different ways and how we can have house churches and how we can have all of these things in every single meeting, this one hand would go, Pastor Dallas, I'm not trying to be the devil's advocate, <clears throat> but I'm not sure if we can do that. And I remember one time I got so fed up, I was like, you really want to be the advocate of the devil? Really, boys with the devil right now, is that what you want to do? I mean, I, mean, I was tactfully blunt, sorry. But I remember every single time someone would bring up, man, we could do this. Who do you think we are? Hillsong? We don't have the budget for that. I mean, just everything was ugh, just grumbling. And what I've learned from that as a leader, I've made a decision. And I'm not saying that you have to make this decision, but as a Christian, I think that this is wise. I may have the right to my opinion, but I don't always have the right to share it. 
And I don't know if you've ever been in an atmosphere where opinions don't always help the room, right? It's like, let's think of good things. Well, I don't think that's good. It's like, all right, well, good opinion, you know? And you have the right to that, but it isn't always good for the atmosphere. And I think that it's okay for Christians to be happy, right? That I have so many friends that are lost, and I love them, and we talk, and man, they're, they're, they're steps away from getting back into the church, but one of their complaints is, man, it's just everyone's just grumpy. I'm like, what? You haven't been to my church. No, we happy. It's, it's just, that's kind of the reputation sometimes, but man, it's okay to be glass half full, right? We are more than conquerors through him who's Christ Jesus. Come on. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. Where there's a spirit of heaviness, put on a garment of praise, right? It's like, it's okay to be, like, it's okay to be happy, it's like, oh, the Lord in his wrath is coming. I'm so, oh, my gosh, get out. Like, crazy. It's insane. But even when you think about the verse that I just said, where there's a spirit of heaviness, put on a garment of praise. If you look at that, did you know that, that, that's, an, that that's a literal thing? That's a literal garment. And before the prophet Aaron would go up and speak, he would put on this garment of praise. And if you study it, what the garment of praise looked like is it was yellows, it was oranges, it was purple, it was bright, it was light. And on this garment of praise, there was actually 72 bells. They went all the way down. And so could you picture if I came up one Sunday, jingling all the way, right? It was loud and it was happy and it was a good thing to be in the house of God. And so I think it's okay for us, man, when we want to shout, we shout, we want to say amen, amen, we want to say preach it, preach it. I mean, we can be in a good mood. Told, told you this was going to be short and sweet. My last point, Lauren, you can go ahead and work your way back up. Lastly, the thing that I point out from Paul is this. He says, contribute. Contribute. And where do I get that from? Philippians chapter 2 says this. says, I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith. Now, what does this mean? The Jews and the Greeks, as a way to present themselves as a sacrifice, is they would go get their finest wine and they would pour it out on the altar as a way of sacrifice. And if you look at this word service and you begin to study it, you'll actually find that the word service there is better translated to worship. So in other words, my working and my service and my pouring out is worship. What I do is worship. And you find this in through and throughout the New Testament. And James says, without faith without works is dead. There's, there's a giving away. There's a serving. If you want to find a way to be a light in the world, we serve. We give ourselves away. We're less known about what we say and kind of our one-liners and our comebacks to people. But no, we're, we're more known for, man, we, we, we pour ourselves out. We contribute. We do less talking and more working. We shine bright. We shine as lights with our service. Our service is our worship. And I'm a dreamer, like you heard, man. I like meetings where we can sit around and just have vision. I and mean, we can talk and we can dream and think about things that maybe feel impossible, but they could happen one day. And I have a dream, and I want to share it with you. So don't kill my dream, all right? Well, this is it. One day I see our church 
as a place not so much known for the great worship team, and it's amazing, the great speakers, talking about my dad, I'm, I'm growing, but how we do church, but rather be known for you. Not be known for what we do inside the walls, but known for what we do outside the walls. And I had this picture in my head, and so just go with me. But I had a dream that there'd be like a handheld mic, and we'd all kind of be sitting in here like this. Maybe it would start with me. And I just say, my name's Dallas. Got saved at 19. I love seeing people win. I love seeing our young men grow. I love seeing people with a call to ministry, man. I love helping them take next steps to fulfill that. I love pastoring our students. I love pastoring. I love what I get to do. It's an honor and a privilege. I was made for this. And then we would probably never do this because some of y'all are freaked out of public speaking according to studies. I, I, I didn't hear that. But I, I pass the mic. Maybe we pretend that Miss Allison's here. She goes, my name's Allison, and I'm a worshiper. I mean, I love experiencing the power and the presence of God, and I love helping other people experience the same thing that I have experienced. I was made for this. Pass it again. My name's John. I'm just making up names now. My name's John. I'm the CEO of my company. I work 90 hours a week, and man, it's rare that I get to go to church. But I watch every single week, and my favorite thing to do is to help our young dads and to help our young husbands out at our work and teach them what it means to be a man of God. And man, I may not be able to be there every single Sunday, but man, I love bringing the kingdom outside the walls. And I'll tell you what, I was made for this. Let me pass it again. One more made up name. My name's Susan. I also don't get to go to church very much because I can't walk very well and it's hard for me to leave my house, but man, I love prayer. I mean, I love getting those prayer requests from the people at the Crossing Church because I may not be able to be there, but I can pray the paint off any wall of any room. I tell you what, I was made for this. Miss Kim. My name is Miss Kim. My name is Miss Kim. I'm sorry. <laughs> My name's Kim, and man, I love doing outreach. I love doing ministry. And so, man, every Tuesday and Thursday, one of my favorite things to do is to see people from all over the Woodlands, from all over Conroe, from all over Houston show up at our church, and we simply meet a need by giving them food. And yeah, we like giving them food, but the best touch is, man, the touch of God saying, man, we notice you, we love you, and we see you. And I tell you what, I was made for this. I love seeing people win. And I think my dream comes down to this, that, man, one day we'd get to pass a mic and every single one of you would know, man, you're much more than a spectator. You are a participator. We're not here to consume. We're here to contribute. And that's going to look different for all of us. It could be greeting. It could be running carts. It could be speaking. It could be doing anything, but that you have a moment where you say, hey, I was made for this. And as we continue into this summer season, my... My heart for you is that we would just all grow in that, that we would find a place. And I know what it's like to be in a room like this, and maybe you feel like you're all alone. You can be in rooms where the place is full, and you're like, ah, I still don't know where I fit in all this. And I pray that your heart would be stirred and that you would have a moment where you say, man, God, I, what was I made for? I need to discover purpose so I can make a difference. God, what is that? 
And I want to invite you into just a very practical next step because I didn't know what I was made for until I started taking steps, honestly doing things I really didn't want to do. And one practical is what I said about Miss Kim. And every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 o'clock, and you can email Miss Davey for more, Davey at thecrossing.cc. I mean, on Tuesdays, Garrick's here. I mean, man, we're unloading all these boxes of food. And then on Thursdays, we're giving it away. And it's been so cool to walk around and see people say, man, I didn't even know this was here. I didn't even know this was a need. But to see people full of joy and fired up to say, man, I'm, I'm doing something significant. I'm doing something that's changing the game. I'm changing culture. I'm not just one light. Man, we got lights coming all around. I mean, culture is changing. The atmosphere is changing. The world's very dark right now, but it's getting brighter. Things are beginning to change. And I want to invite you into that. I want to invite you in just to go to God and say, God, what, why do I exist? And help me find it. And I think for many of us, we're just an opportunity away. And it may not be giving food away every single Tuesday, Thursday, but that could just be your first step into maybe meeting someone that's there and says, you know what? I have a heart for this. You want to come along? Serve. You want to shine bright? We contribute. We serve. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you've, um, you've, You've loved us so much that you came and you died on a cross so that we could be with you forever. And God, I love that that happened. And God, thank you that it doesn't stop there. Thank you that there's more to do. And like Paul says, I pray that we would all begin to work out our own salvation and begin to unwrap the calling and the gifts that you've given all of us. God, use this room. We don't want to be known as a church that just consumes. We want to be a people that changes things, that contributes, that does something significant for you. Father, thank you for every single person in this room. And God, thank you that you've called and you've anointed every single person for something and for the person wondering, where am I at in all this? God, I pray that you would touch them and that you would speak to them and that maybe in a moment of quiet in the morning or tonight, that you would begin to relight the burden. And maybe it was something that happened when they were in high school and they were at church camp and God spoke something and said, hey, I've called you to do this. Maybe it's just been some time and you haven't awoken it in a while. But God, would you bring old things back, old memories, old callings. Bring them back to the surface. God, give us a role. Here we are, send us. And Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for our pastor. And I pray that you would um, give him and Pastor Stacy rest. And God, that you would begin to be so faithful to this church and be such a blessing. And Father, thank you that your hand is on this church. And Father, thank you that your hand is on the people of this church. And God, thank you that you're using every single person to change their atmosphere, to change the culture of their work, of their school, of their home. God, thank you that you've empowered us to change, that you've given us more to do. So Father, we lean into that. We love you, we love you, we love you, and honor you in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody said a good amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Hey, can we give Jesus praise just one more time? Alrighty. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Crossing Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. Keep up with everything going on at The Crossing by liking us on Facebook, following us on Instagram, or subscribing to our YouTube channel. 
or you can visit us online at www.thecrossing.cc.